one little um, delayed intro there is as on the video stream I forgot to make some adjustments to our beautification while we start this program folks how's everybody doing welcome to the program Rocky Stucci situation room mojo 5-0 radio damn you know it's weird Scotty you know it's it's you know even even when we're just done for the weekend for two days and then you come back on our Sunday night which would be yeah. our Monday night broadcast you feel a little rusty but if you break that two-day threshold Feels like you haven't done radio for like six months. You know, you know what? what? I'm saying? You know what? Because you were so tied up for Sunday night and Monday night. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the time thing just throws <laughs> me off constantly. So we didn't do a show Sunday night or Monday night. I got my own show I do Monday through Friday. Last night it was like, I'm not doing the sit room. I'm not gonna do my show. So uh sorry, folks. I didn't do mine either. Last I was gonna night. ask you so, about that, bro. You know what's up, man? It was, it was just a it was a blank day. It I was know. one of those days where you were, you know, I took a walk down to the park with the wife and kids and Good. said, eh, it's 10 to nine. I'm not going to go on. You know what, brother? You could have just stopped at the walk um, at the park with the wife and kids. And we all would have been like, oh, okay, perfect. It's cool. It's cool, cool, bro. You know, it's a good thing to be able to spend that time with our family. And speaking of that, I want to cover something here really quick, Scotty. I just, I just want to do a little recap on the impromptu that I did on um, Saturday night. First yeah, off, I saw that. yep. First off, I I want to thank Audrey, and um, because I was going to delete it, it, it was it was completely one thousand percent unplanned, and it was just kind of like a midnight. Let's just hit that stream button and let's just talk, right? I had no idea what I was going to talk about, and I was kind of all over the board, and um, I chatted with Audrey right afterward, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm going to take it down." I just the sound was terrible, the lighting was terrible. I was all over the board, ADHD shit, and and she yelled at me. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a yeah. big boy, bro. I could take that shit. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So when order yells at you, you listen. You listen. So I didn't delete it. I woke up the next day and I had about 15 emails in my email account, which I don't get a lot of emails unless it's people that want to threaten me, you know, and telling me how wrong I am on my, my views of life. Um, right. But it was people that were sharing some very intense, very personal, very intimate stories um, that a lot of these people have even claimed in these emails that they have never told anybody else. Um, the messages I've gotten more comments on this YouTube video than I have any other sit room that we've ever done. And the reason I'm saying this Scotty is because this is just validating what you and I have talked about numerous times is that there's a reason why people are here with us. Um, Absolutely. It, you know, content is one thing. Okay. Everybody's talking about the same content. We talk about that here. It's, it's not the content that sells a program. It's the individuals that sell a program. And one thing that how, how we can label ourselves as kindred, Scotty, you and I know each other. We know our past. We know where we come from. This is one of the reasons why we get along so well. And right. it has to do with our listeners too. Uh, I always joke around to say that if you want to listen to this program, then you got to be a little bit different. You got to have a sense of humor. Um, you can't be sensitive uh, you, you gotta have an open mind because we're, we're all over the board. We're goofy. We joke and we're serious about things too, but it goes deeper and beyond that is that people relate to us from a life level as we relate to people at that life level. And no matter what side of the aisle, put all political equations aside, um, politics doesn't judge life experiences. And so no matter how you view the world, we all have our everyday struggles in the world that we live in. And when I did that video on Saturday, Scotty, it was just a validation. When I was reading those messages, 
when I was reading those comments that this is why we're here. This is why we do these shows. This is why we do those impromptu live streams. This is why yeah. you're building your community with your YouTube channel. It, it's people that we may have different political views, but we have similar life views or we're empathetic towards the struggles that we've all encountered through our life. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I agree. We all have our own shit. Uh, we all have our own stories. Everybody's got a story to one degree or another. I sat and listened to your story the other night, and I've heard it before, and I've heard variations of, or variations by, by what I mean is by shorter, longer versions of that before. And I was totally absorbed by it thinking, man, I had it good. Uh, and I got my own horror stories and people listen to mine and they go, man, I had it good. Yeah. Um, so everybody's got their degree of, of story that shapes who we are and what we are. And I've, I've come to the firm conclusion that in general, in conversation, people don't like hearing about other people's problems, right? Uh, because we've all got our own problems. It's like, why do I want to watch that show or listen to that guy? Because you know what? I got my own kettle of fish and that's true. But at the same time, listening to what you had to say is also inspiring because it's it, there's there was a little tiny bit of me that said, man, I wish I'd gone to prison too, like Rod. <laughs> and I hope. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd have something to talk about. You know, the best I can do is say I got picked up once for an old oh, speeding ticket that I hadn't shit, paid and I got no. put in the tank downtown minneapolis sitting with a bunch of guys all talking about i know there's this one guy sitting back in the corner and he's talking to another guy i don't know how much they're bragging but he goes yeah he says i'm in here because you know he offended me and i capped him in the head and then he pauses and he kind of <laughs> looks at me like hey white stack you know what are you in here for and i said vehicular motivation speeding yeah. ticket unpaid I said, my weapon of choice, I said, a 96 Nova. Oh, <laughs> Man, and bro. I paused for a second. I thought he's either going to beat the shit out of me or he's going to laugh. And he laughed. So I was good. Dude, that was effing hilarious, bro. The prison comment. That was freaking hilarious. Oh, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, Scott, you know what? You, do. you sit there and you listen to somebody like you. And I go, man, you inspire me. You make me think. You make me. And by the way. I thought all your speech impediment things and your grammar stuff was all just because you were kind of dumb and uneducated. But now I find out it's because you got beaten the head too many times. A lot. There you go. Now Ugh. I got a new empathy for you. Ugh. A lot. Um, let me ask you something, <laughs> Roberts. Let me ask you something, because I think one of the biggest things I want to try to point out, because we all have our flaws. We've all made our mistakes. We've all been through some kind of bullshit, right? Sure so am. so when you look at your past experiences, when you look at my past experiences, when you look at, I mean, everybody has a story. We can all sit around a campfire. We can all share stories, right? Right. What do you do in your modern day to where you do not allow yourself to be a victim of circumstance? Oh, I think sometimes I feel it. There are times in life where you can't help but feel, damn it, I'm just. I'm so fed up. Ah, I can't believe this is happening to me. You know, we all have our pity party moments. Uh, and then we sit back and we go, well, I live in a free country. I can own a gun. 
Uh, well, I'm not leading up to anything here, by the way, <laughs> by saying I own a gun. Oh, so I can rob a bank. No, that's not what I'm thinking. Uh, I live in a free country. I have a constitution. I have all these things. I look at the, the, what I call my stupid house, which I, I sometimes really piss and moan about. And you've heard me piss and moan about it. And, uh, because it's a, it's a town home. It's a little too small for us. And I complain and I piss and moan. Then I think, damn it, I hate to be this esoteric with it, but it's not a mud hut, you know? And uh, I, I, I have running water. Uh, I have electricity. I have, I have uh, not cable, but, you know, we get Netflix and all that. So we got cable-like TV. We've got internet. Uh, uh, we wear clothes. So let me ask and, you, uh, let me ask you, though, when, when, you're, when you get discouraged, because I fight that same battle, and I, I kind of roughly yeah. touched on it on Saturday night, I... I and and that was one of the points that when I spaced out during that talk is is that yep. I was referencing that there's some I've, I have some blessings in life right now, but one of the things that bother me the most is that I just don't like this. I, I we live in a little yeah. tuna can. It bothers me. Um, what is it? What is it? Is it society that creates that illusion? Is yes. it is it media? Is it TV? Is it this? We we watch too much Hollywood and we see this luxurious life. Uh, is it seeing all that? kind of make people in cultures and societies not appreciate what they have because they want what they see on TV. Watch me blow Audrey out of the water. Oh boy. Yes. Holy. holy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. It is all those things, all of the above. I think we we are so conditioned to the fact we have a wonderful place to live. This is a wonderful country. We are a wealthy nation, even when we're poor. Yeah. Um, now, granted, there are things. Now, let me ask you a question. Oh, what do you got? Why bro? do we complain about things like I drive around a 20 year old van that's got rust around the wheel wells? And the transmission's slipping a little bit, and we're knocking on wood that it left. Why do I complain about that? Why do I complain because I don't have a bigger yard? Why do I complain because, I don't know, the sheetrock is warped and I got to replace? What, the things we complain about, are they based on the fact that those are really bad things and we need to complain about them? Or are they, we complain about them because it's not like my neighbor down the street who's got a car that doesn't have any rust and that's 10 years newer. Well, it's competition. Uh, it's, it's, it's who has better shoes, who has name brand jeans, right. where do you go shopping? I have no hesitation. I, I, I don't mind going to the Goodwill. I don't mind going to the Salvation Army. Um, you know, and the thing is, you're exactly right, Scotty. A lot of those things that we complain about, we should actually be counting our blessings that we have. Um, if we have a van that's rusty and the transmission is slipping, but we still have a mode of transportation to be able to get yes. to the grocery store, to be able to get to our job. When we complain about that little bit of mold on our sheetrock, we still have a roof over our freaking yeah. head. Um, and but, let me ask you yeah. about, even about grocery stores you just mentioned. I was at the grocery store yesterday with the whole family, my wife and my three little kids, my 10 year old boy, almost 10. He's pretty much got his faculties under control, but the two little girls, egg him on and they're always fighting they're always every time we go to the store yesterday i found myself actually saying to my kids be quiet mm -hmm. rocky might be here oh 
because you were talking the other day about walking through the grocery store and those screaming little kids and kids that can't parents that can't keep control of their kids. My wife and I keep control of our kids, but we're walking through the store and it's like, Oh, sweet Jesus. Can we, can we go faster and lose them around the next corner? You just want to be like, shut up. Hey, we're going to leave you here. There's tents in the, in the camping aisle. We'll get you all set up. And mom and I are going to go for the weekend. Have you ever done that thing where you're driving in the car and your kids get a little lippy with you while you're driving? So you pull over and act like you're going to drop them off and just drive away. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've done it. That, that happened to me when I was a kid, you know, <laughs> all right, all right, get out, get out. They're like, no, no, don't leave with you. <laughs> I can't believe how inhuman you are. Yep. I said that to my mom once, how inhuman are you? And, uh, but you grow up and you get to be a parent and you got all these kids. And my wife and I, we look at each other and we go, okay, one of you were given away. We aren't going to tell you which one. We're going to leave it up to you because it's all the three of you together. So you guys go back there and in the back of the van, draw straws. When we get to the next corner, we're going to drop you off with a sign saying you're free. No, 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 we don't want to go. Dude, so, can I, can I, can I open yeah. up right now? Can I share oh, something yeah. with you, bro? This is something that has traumatized me since I've been a child. And I, I want to open up Please to all do. of you because I know I hold back on a lot of shit. Um, I, I know <laughs> I, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm that yeah, kind of yes. guy. When I was a child, um, I was being baby. My uncle was watching me because my mom used to work midnight. So my dad did shift work at 3M. And so we're at my uncle's house and we needed to get in the vehicle, me and my two sisters and my uncle, to go pick up his wife downtown St. Paul. And my aunt always liked to sit in the back seat and she always allowed one of us to sit in the front seat. So when she came out of work, we all kind of had to get out of the vehicle to shift. And this was downtown St. Paul. We all kind of had to get out of the vehicle to shift. She got in the back. My sister got in the front. My uncle didn't realize that I still wasn't in the car. <laughs> Oops. Dude, he drove off. He drove off. And I was literally like six years old. And Thus began Rocky's street life. <laughs> dude, I remember screaming. I mean, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was oh. going to get murdered. I still see that stupid, ugly-ass 80s vehicle driving away, turning the corner, and no one even acknowledged that I wasn't even in the car. I thought nobody wow. loved me, bro. I thought nobody loved me, man. What the? F- How long were you on the streets? It took him like, well, they had to go turn around. So it, I was there for oh. like 10 minutes. I had a whole group of adults that were standing around me, you know, they were there to save me. I'm crying. I got the hiccup. Crying. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know what to do, bro. You know what I'm saying? Dude, that was stressful shit. Don't laugh at me, Roberts. Um, I- I'm just laughing because I've done it too. I remember I got left on the beach <laughs> once like that. Same thing. Well, dude, if it would have been a beach, I would have been like, okay, this is okay. But dude, you know, when you're a kid, you're always afraid that you're going to get murdered. You know what I'm saying? Oh I'm yeah. Saying. I'm not going to think I'm going to get murdered at a beach. I was just going to go around and look at boobs. You know well, what I'm saying? I was four. So, Ooh. you know, the only thing I'd be looking at, at boobs for would be to leak, like, that's where I used to get my, my food. But, uh, you know, when you're four and there's a crowded beach and you're walking around, you're not, where's my mom? I can't find my mom. And, uh, you know, I didn't get left. I just got lost. And, uh, there's that. That's why I'm afraid of swimming in lakes now. Yeah. I don't swim in lakes because I don't know if you guys know this, but seaweed, truly enjoys eating humans and that's why they try to grab your ankles and pull you underwater i'm just saying i i hate i hate swimming in water where i can't see the bottom i hate it bro i, mean, I, I can't stand wading in a lake i, I wade <laughs> in a lake and i and i brush against seaweed and i'm like i'm out of here i'm yep. out <laughs> I, I don't like it dude i watched um something last night i think the name of the documentary was called how 
uh, The Illusion of Choice was the documentary I watched last night. And they started out the documentary on milk and the distribution of milk, you know, because you can't sell unpasteurized, wait, what do they call it? Unprocessed milk or unpasteurized milk or something, something like, like that. that. Um, holy crap, dude. You know what? What a phenomenal freaking documentary that was and the hypocrisy. And, and um, it, you know, it's, it's funny. They say it was this farmer who allowed his cows to graze. His, his, he allowed his pigs to roam the farms. Um, you know, his milk, because he used to sell the milk, whatever, wasn't pasteurized or whatever. And um, so, of course, the government gets involved and they try shutting them down and they come up with all these BS regulations. And then they, it, it kind of worked its way into the political system because I guess there's a low profit margin for milk. And so the big one or two or three milk distributors throughout the country pay off the politicians. And this is so weird because it got to the politicians, how these corporations, these milk distributors pay off the politicians, politicians create laws that protect the unsanitary farming, which, you know, they're packing hundreds of thousands of cows into like three acres. You know what I mean? Um, Just disgusting environments. But then it got into the lobbyist scheme. And a lot of these politicians, when they stop being a politician, they actually go and become a lobbyist for the same firms that they were creating laws to regulate. And then they started talking about the elections and, and how these lobbyists, you know, infiltrate the, the politicians running for office. Dude, you know, it's the overall, my overall thought on this, whether it be milk or whatever, the, you know, the regulations that we have in this country, because I support certain regulations but how much choice or illusion of choice do we truly have in this country? And let me let me ask one more thing: is when we have these politicians that actually work for lobbyists and work for corporations and work for banks legitimately, that's not a conspiracy and that's not a theory. That is fact. How do we believe during a campaign season, which we're entering right now? There was just a dumb debate tonight. How much? of truth is actually coming out of their mouths and how much is it lies just to be able to get that vote to continue to stab the American people in their backs. Oh, it's like Kamala Harris, uh, the last debates with, uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, or, I'm sorry, with uh, Joe Biden, uh, calling him out for his racism and standing up for people that are mm-hmm. segregationists and all of this. Right. She knew, she knew that was a bunch of bullshit, but it played to the people. That's like the whole uh, in, uh, uh, impeachment thing that's going on right now. <laughs> it's a word that plays to the left's base. Scotty, so though, they pander with that word. They're never going to do it. When you talk about segregation, you know, that's confusing because you have a friend. I used to be friends with them, but I, I can't stand people that continuously focus on racism. Right. Right. Um, he's a local guy. You know who I'm talking about, I believe. Yeah, I do. I do. So he had a suggestion one time to where he wanted to segregate or he wanted to create his own reservation, I think were his words, yep, yep. or a state. where nation it was just within a nation. A nation within a nation of just all blacks with no cops because obviously he was anti-cop. So he wanted to segregate himself. We are now witnessing right now in the Twin Cities, the Somali communities want to start building these tall fences and these tall walls around their ghetto complexes, not to... um keep people out but to keep them in it's, it's to protect their own yeah. people they want to segregate themselves they want their own little enclave they want their own little enclave so i get confused in the segregation argument because segregation has been gone for a long time in this country um yep. but now we have these same people 
that bark racism and talk about the old school segregation are the same people that now want to segregate themselves. Isn't that a tad just hypocritical in their arguments sure when they talk is. about that? Absolutely it is. I, you know, and I think, you know, if they want to build a a wall around their little compound, it's free country. Go right ahead. Build your wall. Uh, oh, but don't criticize Trump for building his wall then. Uh, and you know what? Well, that's the nation. That's not just our community. That's the same. It's the same principle. Uh, you want to keep people out that you don't want in, uh, or they have to get in at the gate. Right. You know, right. Um, I'd be interested to see if they put barbed wire up too. Dude, I would totally uh, but, put barbed know, wire up. That's the thing. And, and do you want to know what to me? Now I got to say this tenderly. So people don't get the wrong idea. What I think sparks more racism is the fact that you can walk down the street in a place like Minneapolis, where I used to walk down the street freely, and you find that it has become much more segregated, not oh, yeah. by state law or by the rule of the people, but because of the people that have that have transplanted there absolutely from out of the country. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, when I walk into a place and I see they want to govern by Sharia law and they look down on you uh, and, and they're the ones that have come here and enjoyed what we have offered them. That peaks, if you will, my, I will call it racial tendencies, mm -hmm. but it's not racism. It's I'm pissed off that they would act that way after they've come here to enjoy what we offer everybody who comes in legally. Uh, all of us get to enjoy this. We're all in. This is not a melting pot. They're not coming to enjoy the benefits of the melting pot. They're coming in to enjoy the freedom to set up their own enclaves. So with their, and I'm not being, um, what's the word? I'm not exaggerating with this. The idea is to create the rest of the country eventually to reflect what they came from. Mm -hmm. So I say, well, why'd you come here then? Because one of the goals of that is to make the world Islam. Or as mm. Britain used to say, make the world British. British. The sun rises and sets on the British Empire. Yeah. You know, uh, different thing. Okay. I've gone way over uh way overboard with that. Well, but no, you, no, let me let me piggyback. Let me piggyback. We got we got one minute and twenty seconds here. So let me just piggyback on what you're saying because you're exactly right. Um Jeff's coming up here in, in two and a half weeks, and we are going to take Jeff down to Faribault. And um, yes. I don't even know if I can remember how to get back to those woods, but we'll figure that shit out, brother, because we're a team. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But in reference to Faribault, you want to talk about segregation. You want to talk about going into a shithole. I said it, shithole. Uh, one of the, besides the Twin Cities, the most historical sites in the state of Minnesota are in Faribault, Minnesota, completely 100% destroyed. If you are not of Somalian descent, when you walk into downtown Faribault, they will remind you that you are not welcome there. You tell me how right. the F that that is acceptable in the United States of America. And if we speak against that, Mr. Roberts, we will be the ones that are, that are attacked. Not the people taking our picture, not the people following us in vehicles, not the people speak, you know, looking out their windows at us, not the whole little mafia tactic that they put upon us when we were down there. 
How not, the not, hell? not the uh, not the little SS guy that followed us into the store. That's right. So how is that acceptable? How is that being not called out? How have we become so trained that that is okay for them to do it? But when we do a radio show where we talk about the harassment, we're just a bunch of white guys that we deserve it because, you know, we're colonialists. You know what I'm saying, Roberts? That's right. I'm just an old white guy from Wisconsin. They can shut the f- up. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. An A. And A, whatever. Folks. And blank and A. Yeah, blank and A. Rocky Stucci Situation Room. The big freaking cannoli, Scotty Roberts. And, of course, the Godfather. Talk radio, me, Rocky Stucci. We're back, folks. Happy whatever night it is. I'm losing track. I'm lacking I sleep. It's Tuesday night. I need a hug. You know what I'm saying? I just need Dude. a freaking hug. Folks, we love the hell out of you. We'll be right back. Stand by. Second segment, Situation Room, Rocky Stucci, Scotty freaking Roberts, coming you to you live from an undisclosed location, actually from our home studios, that's where we're broadcasting from, don't worry about it, you know what I'm talking about, Scotty, it's disclosed, it's, you, know. you know, it's disclosed, the doors are closed and they're locked, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Hey. I mean, you could show up here, but you'd never know it was here. Yeah, and you better no be with signs, there's no nothing. 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 Hey, just want to let everybody know really quick, um, we have an event coming up, which is going to be located in St. Paul, Minnesota, at the Depot Bar and Grill in Hastings, Minnesota. It's going to be on the 15th of August, starting at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, I know we have listeners around the world, Scotty, and a lot of people want to be able to watch us, so we will live stream it. I'm trying to figure out whether to... Do a Facebook stream, or if I'm going to do a multiple stream, I'd rather just create one spot. It so, would be nice to do it in just one spot. Avoid the complication. Uh, you know, uh, Facebook, we can it's always, okay to a certain point, but yeah. I, I like our YouTube. So do I. And we can always rebroadcast on Facebook platforms sure. and everything. So we'll let everybody know uh, as we draw closer on how you can watch it. If you're not able to make the event, there'll also be audio available after the event and we get everything and uploaded. You know what? If you're coming from like Great Britain or Australia, we're giving you plenty of time to get those airline tickets. Totally, dude. So uh, you got to be here for this. You think? Thank you, Roberts. Whew, that was a long pause, bro. <laughs> Woo. No, we love to see you guys. Um, we absolutely would love to see everybody there. And uh, just come and hang out. We give hugs. You know, we, uh, we can have a couple glasses of wine, can have a pop. You can eat burgers. They got great food. Um, they, it's, it's a bar grill, and they have, it's like a, a little uh, banquet area. It's a back room. Some people get it for meetings or whatever. That's where the show is going to be broadcasted. So there's plenty of seating there. You can sit down. You can get comfortable. There's going to be waitresses there um, and, and or dude waitresses servers or whatever you know waitresses (laughs) we don't judge you know what i mean bro that's like nurses you know they say okay the nurse is going to come in and shave you down for your surgery now you go yeah cool nurse and some big burly guy walks in and you go i i was waiting for the nurse because i'm the nurse man i'm the nurse yeah so you're a you're a guy nurse a dude nurse a dude 
Oh, by the way, Scotty, let's get this out of the way. Patriot Mobile, folks. Patriot Mobile. You can support your values with veteran-led Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company providing reliable nationwide coverage. It's easy to switch. Keep your same phone number, bring your own device, or buy a new one. Enjoy no hidden fees, no roaming fees, and no liberal agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, where did I just leave off? At Patriot Mobile, more than $2 million dollars has been used to support your constitutional rights. Imagine what you could do, what we could do with you on our side when you switch to Patriot Mobile. With unlimited talk and text plans starting as low as $25 a month, don't wait. Visit PatriotMobile.com forward slash Mojo 50. PatriotMobile.com forward slash Mojo 50. Scotty, let's get into some shit, bro. You ready? Let's do it. I, I'm, I'm ready. Hey, hey, here's some shit. This is on me. The little joke I told you during the break totally racist i'm gonna i'm gonna tell it totally but racist I bro some, totally racist I want, I want to see some impact let's do it i want to hear something so a jewish holocaust survivor dies oh boy goes to heaven he meets god and he says god i got a great holocaust joke for you and he tells him after the joke god stops and he says i didn't find that funny at all Jew said, well, I guess you'd have had it been there. Oh. Boom. Scotty, what's your email address, bro? Uh, it's Rocky Stucci at. Shut up, Roberts. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and there it is. Don't, don't you, you got it right. You'd have had to been there. You'd have had God. You'd have had to been there. Yeah. Like, Do where, I have to explain like, it? like, where was God? You know, when all those yeah, people were getting where was God? Going? Uh, was he, where was God when all the Chinese, because I believe there was more Chinese massacred during that time than actual Jews in the concentration camps. Wasn't that right? They, Scotty? they have their own joke, but yeah, you're oh, right. Yeah. Where was Buddha, bro? Oh yeah. Where was Buddha? Say something, Roberts. I'm saying, I'm there talking, I'm sorry. We were doing the face at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here we go. Um, <clears throat> you know, Let's talk about society. Let's talk about cultures because uh, a couple things before I get into this article, I made a huge mistake today and I'm going to admit this right now to all uh -oh. of you. Uh -oh. I actually went on to Sean King's Facebook page, who is uh -oh. like the founder of black lives matter. And I, Dude. you know, I'm a man of love, Scotty. You know what I'm saying? I'm a man of peace. He was a man of love out on the prowl for a little conflict. You know what I'm saying, bro? I give hugs and shit. I'm all about glitter and to steal. <laughs> Freaking fairy dust and all that shit, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Thank you. Woo. Oh, we're rusty, oh, Roberts. We're rusty. I wasn't. I wasn't looking at the camera, <laughs> so I didn't know. I didn't know. So there's this new trend. You know these these people that preach love and compassion, which we yes. do. We we are genuine. We're raw, right? We're yes. we're vile as hell. But yeah. you know we do it because we're immature. But that that has no representation of all of our true compassion towards humanity. Um, right. I would never catch you at a Walmart pissing on potatoes. I would never catch you at the grocery store licking ice cream at your house, maybe, but not the grocery store. I would never catch you at Walmart opening up pop bottles, spitting in them, and putting the caps nope. back on and putting them up on the shelf. These are the people that go after Donald Trump. These are the people that protest against hatred. These are the people that preach love Trump's hate resist breathe it whoa bro you oh, do sorry. that lisp no. thing really do that again roberts do that again resist <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, wait, wait. The fist goes like this. Resist. <laughs> resist. 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 Hey, resist. Resist I'll give it to you twice. Oh, dude, you're in a totally different wavelength there. Dude, did you see that? You felt that shit. In fact, I could see your nipples peeking through your shirt right now. I That's did. weird, bro. Yeah, it's linen. It's light linen, so be careful. I got that, bro. Come on, give me a hug. By the way, by the way, see my wife in this shirt. Yeah, by the way, Scotty was yeah with water on it. Scotty oh, was thirty dude. minutes late for our meeting last week. Just want to let everybody know. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so so is Jimmy. Scotty <laughs> sends me a message fifteen minutes before we're supposed to be there. Um, just leave it now. Where are we supposed to meet again? I'm like, what? Well, yeah, I couldn't remember where we were supposed to meet. I thought. Wait, we're meeting in Hudson, right? Hudson? Hudson's 15 minutes away. And I'm like, where in Hudson are we meeting again? We meet at the burger joint. We meet at the, the, the Del Sol joint. And Rocky goes, no. <laughs> What's the name of the place? Castellinos? Okay. Cassettes, bro. Cassettes in St. Paul. Oh, I'm like, St. Paul, that's 45 minutes away. Cassettes. So I had to hightail it to St. Paul. Dude. But the good thing is the guy we were meeting with, he was late, too. Yeah. He and I walked in at the same time. Yeah, because he was waiting for you. No, no big deal though. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Gambinos opened up there. They had their grand opening for another shop here in the cities, and and I gotta get you out there. But that that should be where our next oh, business go. meeting is at. You gotta meet the family, bro. I'd like to. I you think know? that'd be a hell of a lot of fun. It would be. Um. So, anyways, a woman wanted for urinating on potatoes at a Pennsylvania Walmart. So. This is this is where we've gone now, Scotty. We're gonna we're gonna segue into something greater here, folks. We purposely waited till the second segment here uh, to talk about this because what we want to kind of focus on is what again, Scotty? I forgot. It's what? What are we focusing on now? We're we're talking about you know you want to talk about um, social media, human character, the yeah yeah you, you know I, I I put up a post that that uh, people respond to and it made me think yeah, you know there's things I want to talk about about this so let's get to that so let's start out with this it's police are in search of a woman they say urinated on potatoes at a Walmart in Western Pennsylvania um how is this you know I know people are stupid right uh, yeah we had the are. whole Tide Pod thing going. Uh, you know, we watch these little trends. This is why I always say, and I'm proud to say that I'm, I'm, I'm not part of any type of tribe at all. I don't follow clicks. Um, I, I don't do what other people do because they're doing it. I want to be part of that movement. I don't do bells. I don't do whistles. I don't, I'm me. You're you. This is who we are. I'm not going to go piss on somebody's potatoes because it's this new trend because people are psychotic and they are pathetic. And dude, I'm telling you something. I'm a big fan of karma. I really am. And I would pay to see karma come back to this woman, this vile, disgusting, rotten, psychopathic yes. thug pig that went into a store and pissed on somebody's potatoes that somebody's going to buy and feed that food to their freaking children. It is disgusting, yeah. and this chick needs to be smacked in the face by somebody else that's not me. You know what I'm saying? What do you do? What's the penalty for somebody who pisses on other people's food? Dude, I think there is a penalty to that. Let me see here. Uh, there has me, to be. I'm scrolling the article real quick to see if there is. Uh, any kind of legalities? Um, I don't see anything here. Just a response from Wally World. Uh, the safety of our customers is a top priority for us. This type of obscene conduct is outrageous, and we immediately disposed of the affected product and sanitized the area to ensure its cleanliness. Wow, I'm glad they threw those potatoes away. You know what I'm saying, bro? I am too. You know, it's a nice thing they didn't just 
just run them through the washer and put them back out in the boxes. They, you know, they could have probably did that and got away with it. So this is, this is where I want to transition into what you want to talk about. Um, All right. So I seen this article today, absolutely vile, disgusting behavior. And then I made the mistake by going into Sean King's Facebook oh, page. Boy. I seen a post and uh, let me see here. Let's let me find it really quick. Let me find it really quick. I'm going to read it. And uh, then uh, because he was talking about. Let me see here. Yeah, um, I wasn't prepared for this, obviously. Uh, we he was okay, talking about the recent, well, no, yeah, the recent shooting here. I just I wanted to quote him word for word because I want to smack the dude in the face. Um, we talk about social media and we talk about character. Uh, we, we talk about maturity levels and, and, you know, it's cool to have debates, bro. I, I, I have no oh, yeah. quarrels with it. I have no quarrels of civil, um, disagreements. I really don't. That's what we do. I have disagreements with my wife. You get yelled at like eight times a day, dude. It's just normal. We're used to Every, this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every day you get yelled at, by the way. Um, <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> So when I go through this now, you know, we, we witnessed this reverse psychology going on in our culture all the time. We talked about segregation before we went on our break last hour or mm -hmm. last segment. I'm scrolling through this psychotic individual's page. Is this, first of all, he's the whitest black man that I've probably ever seen in my life. You're talking about Sean King, Sean King, the, yeah. the founder of black lives matter. But yep. here's, here's the question is that, I'm going through and watching him constantly attack white people. Very racist, very vile, very hateful. Why don't people address that side of the conversation as well? Because the only thing we ever hear about is white supremacy. And, and this is all he's talking about. And his hatred for white men in his threads. And these are the same people, Scotty, that when you post something that is very common sense that is factually supported. These are the people that come at you and attack you for you being wrong. These people are following people like Sean King. These people, oh, I almost just said a name, dude, and I almost just got you in trouble because I don't care what they think of me. Oh, yeah, it's all right. I know who you mean. Um, the, where have we lost this commonality with love for America, and how did we become, again, another culture of division through racism and through hatred of a person of another color, because I guarantee you, I know racist people. I'm not going to lie. I know racist people. I know racist people on all spectrums. I know black racist people. I know white racist people, but I also understand one thing that those people that are racist are a very small minority compared to the rest of the people that I know, just like in society media and the psychopathic pig, Sean King focus on racism all the time. They are the producers of the problems. It is they not are. people like me. It is not people like you. But when we combat that or we question their motive, we are the ones that get attacked as racist. Have we empowered racism again because of political motive and political agenda? Yeah, let's let's play devil's advocate for a moment. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people may be at the core have something that what once meant something. It was meant once very important, mm -hmm. but now they've taken, it's like we said, we've said here before where the word racist has been so overused, abused, misused, uh, that it's become empty. It now doesn't mean anything. We've sapped it of, it's like, 
overusing something and, and not to be funny about it or pun intended. We sucked all the color out of it. Right. It's, uh, it's become a gray and white thing. It's so gray and white it's transparent because the, the word has no meaning left. If everyone and everything is racist and you can construe everything said to be racist, it suddenly loses its impact. Right, right. Um, racism used to mean something. It used to mean it, it was solid. Uh, it, it had impact and it was biting. Now, when it's used for political argument, which is where it really gained steam, I believe, was during the, uh, and I'm not, uh, sorry, folks, during the Obama administration, if you disagreed, if you were a public official, or anybody speaking publicly, and you disagreed with the policies mm -hmm. of Obama, the best tool they found to fight you was an Saul Alinsky trait yep. or, or a rule for radical. You found something and isolated it, and you made them defend themselves. That's and that right. became the word racist. Oh, you're just racist because the president's black. You're resisting him. And so what that caused the politicians to have to do was stop progressing on what they were talking about and have to, have to stop the whole yep. argument. Go, no, 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 no. Like, and then they got to defend themselves on racism, right? The racism issue. And it's side railed it. Now we've, we're kind of getting used to that because now somebody calls me a racist, which I guess called all the time. Somebody calls me a racist. I'm like, whatever. Well, that's Scotty. That's, that's the psychological way of you not having any, not you, but the individual not having enough facts to substantiate their argument. And so they'll start throwing out the racism card. And yep. most people, not you, but most people, don't like being called names. It it bothers them to be called a racist, especially publicly. Yep. So that'll shut people down. And it doesn't our, bother me anymore. I know it, but in our cowardice in our societies and cultures, because we become a sensitive culture and a little pussified culture, that when somebody calls us a name like racist, we get so afraid of that becoming our identity because of somebody else accuses us of that because we question facts. That right. people don't argue, and and by not arguing, we empower this behavior. It's the whole offendophobia thing. Oh yeah, right. Say, so, you know why I'm not offended by anybody? Because I choose not to be. It's a choice. Being offended is a choice. I choose to appropriate that negativity you're hurling at me, and then I I, I tuck my tail between my legs. Oh, I'm offended. Nah, I choose not to be. Uh, and, and as a result. It's, we came up with offendophobia a few years ago. Um, uh, as a result, um, I, I don't care. I, just, I don't care what people have. It's like this, uh, tying into this. If you remember yesterday on my Facebook, I put up a picture of a, port of, of a painting that I did. As a matter of fact, if you don't mind, I've got it right here. Come on, show us, bro. What's up now? Come on. I think, I think it's sitting right here. Let me just scroll through my stuff. But uh, I put up a picture. There's a guy that I did illustrations for last year. Yeah, bro. Yeah. He wrote on the life of Jesus. What are you uh, doing, Roberts? The, the, the I'm right here. I'm right here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you, bro. Come on. Give me a hug. I need a hug. What's up? Hold on. I'm looking for it. It was sitting right there. And all of a sudden, it's <laughs> I put it on top so it would be there. Woo! And it's missing. That's odd. Don't worry about what? it, bro. Let me just, I'll just tell the tale. We the people, baby. What's up now? So this guy hired me to, to do illustrations for his book. New book he wrote on the crucifixion of Jesus. Oh. So, and that was last year. And I finished the book last year. Hold on. This might be it down here on the floor. Oh, you are so ready for this segment, bro. So while you're Dude. getting that, while you're getting that, I'm just, this is what triggered yeah, me. Right. So Scotty's getting that, that the drawing. 
This is what Sean King wrote in regards to the shooter. The California shooter was another open white supremacist. His last post yesterday on social media were a famous white supremacist text. He went and purchased an AK-47 in Las Vegas illegally, then went right back to the festival to cause a mass carnage with a weapon of war that was designed to do just that. Insecure, toxic white men are and always have been the greatest threat to safety and security of this nation. Now, let me say something really quick before you continue there, Roberts. Yep, yep. Everybody that I know has legally purchased a firearm, right? All the people. Yep. Now, he even said right here, let's, let's, I'm not even, I, I'm not defending this psychopath that, that murdered people, but he even said in his post, he went and he legally purchased an AK-47 legally. Now, what I call my past life, Okay, when I ran with thugs, when I ran yeah. with criminals, when I ran of the pieces of shit of society that are hurting innocent people, that's where you will find all of the illegal guns. Go to the ghettos, go to the Bronx, go to Queens, go to Los Angeles, go to the southern border where you got this the highest fluxes of criminal activity, and that yep. is where you will find the illegal guns that are a threat to this culture. It is not people like me, people like you, People like the the Oath Keepers or anybody else in this country that legally possess firearms. There are more, what did he even said it? There are more guns in this country than there are people. There are more guns in this country than there are people, so, right? You know what? You know what? Uh, there's more, um, more pieces of macaroni in this country than there are people. Well, he needs to remember that fact, that there are more guns in this country than people, and I have my gun, you know, and he's ripping on people for tyrannical government, this tyrannical government, that, yeah, because that's why the Second Amendment was established. But I also have the right to protect myself and my home. It has nothing to do with the government. So you get a little thug-ass punk wanting to come in my house and, and hurt my family, I guarantee you they're going to be shit let out of their asshole. There you go. <laughs> Amen <laughs> to that. Go ahead, Robert. Which is a great segue because guns came into this as well yesterday. Now, yesterday. As you know, I'll get back to this little story. I did a ton of illustrations for this guy's book on uh, the crucifixion of Jesus. It's his book that he wrote, hired me. I did maybe 40 illustrations. For Does him. that bother you sometimes when somebody is is authoring a book and they hire you to do illustrations, but you have major, I'm not saying you do in this situation, yeah. but if you had major conflicts with their portrayal of a situation. Sure. I've, t I've turned down jobs for that before. I had one guy that called me and says, this is, might not be up your political alley, but uh, this was back during the uh, Bush. The Bush, because it was 2002. And uh, he wanted me to do a bunch of very anti-Bush cartoons for him. I said, dude, I can't do it. I said, I just disagree with it enough that I can't do it. Money's not that important. And it was. Uh, I could have used the money. So you but, didn't get sued like the cake guy, the baker? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I can't do your cartoon because I disagree with you. Well, I'm going to sue you and make you make you do my cartoons. Well, I did this this picture. Now, this book, I've been done illustrating that book a year ago, and uh, he hasn't got it published yet. He's still waiting for certain sections of it to be done. And he had a uh, uh, he said, I got one more illustration. Can you squeeze it in for me? He says, I just want a picture of when Jesus was praying in the garden and it said he sweat blood. And there's what's the there's a medical term for that. And so I did this picture, and uh, that's the picture that Damn, uh, and I posted. It. And uh, I posted this on my Facebook, 
And I uh, said, this is the last picture. Cause I posted Scotty, all Scotty, show us again, because I opened my big freaking mouth. And so people only got a few seconds of it. Show, say something and then show sure. it again. Uh, this is the, uh, the illustration that I did. And somebody asked about the stripes. That's just the Jewish prayer show. And uh, so that's the illustration. And I posted that up and I digitally touched. I put a night sky behind it with stars, uh, digital illustration uh, part of it. But uh, so there it is. That's the picture I put up. And I had somebody come in to that and they said, I've got it right in front of me. He goes, he said something like, I didn't know what he was saying. He's atrocious on the internet spelling. He's Lee White. He said he's white is what he's saying to me. And I said, well, no, he's Middle Eastern. Now I want you to take another look at this, guys. He's Middle Eastern. Uh, Jesus, I'm sorry for all you Kwanzaa believers or whatever. Jesus wasn't black. Jesus was Jewish. He was an Israelite, a Judean. He was Middle Eastern. He would have looked Arabic to, to us by our description our description so he's olive skinned that's how i have him here so he said he's white that's not white um and uh so he says he's white and i go he's not white i said he's uh um i said he's middle eastern semitic olive skin tone and he comes back and says oh his ass white to christian conservatives Meaning, oh. oh, well, all Christian conservatives believe Jesus was a white guy. Oh, so he's throwing out some street slang. His ass white, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. And then I said, well, maybe uneducated Christian conservatives or even liberal Christians. I said, your statement is an overgeneralization anyway. Most conservatives I know like to deal in facts and evidence. Anyone who knows the Middle East knows that a Jewish man born in first century Israel, Judea, and who was Semitic, therefore olive skinned. And he came back and he said, so listen to this. So damn brainwashed. You think everyone is the Dems, just insane. Best practice up with your guns or I will come and take them away. What? That was his response. <laughs> and I said, what? I, 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 this guy always types like this. Uh, you know, at times he's a decent guy. He can but shut the up. What? And I said, uh, when did I say anything about Democrats? I said, wasn't it you who said, oh, his ass white to Christian conservatives? I said, you should really know what you're talking about before you start talking and calling me brainwashed. Don't be so dumb. Brother. You know what? Hey, hey, dude, this what? is what this is what he's going to hear if he tries to come and get my shit right here. Check it out, bro. Oh, Was that the oh, recording oh, oh. you were taking at yeah. Area 51? Yeah, that's right. And then to finish them? What's up? There it is. I had the FBI once tell me, he says, <laughs> so, you don't, don't shoot to wound. He said, dot your eye. Two to the chest, one to the head. Damn, bro. That's a little don't violent, me. bro. I know. What's with that? I don't know. So I, I want to know where guns came into the argument at all about a, a painting of Jesus. And uh, so... But this whole thing of uh, uh, skin tone and all that racism has really become. It still is. That's why it doesn't bother me anymore. You want to call me a racist? I, it's stupid. You're yeah, being shut stupid. Up. Shut up. Shut up. Then this morning, I put up uh, a meme that a, a buddy of mine, Guy Sasso, my yeah. friend. And my guy, Zano, if you're listening, huh? how you doing? How you doing, guy? Don't, don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying, bro? His name is Guido. Guido Sasso. You know That's I mean? my buddy's name. And uh, he was my roommate way back in the early 80s. And then now he lives in Arizona. And he put this little thing up. It says, social media has made too many of you comfortable with disrespecting people 
and not getting punched in the mouth for it. And that's exactly true. Mm-hmm. And then somebody came in, a liberal friend of mine came on and starts making it hugely political about, well, Trump's the one who started it. And, uh, you know, it all becomes an anti-Trump thing. So, uh, and, and I got to tell you, I am, I am all for that, that, that whole idea. And I've been saying it for a long time because you can hide behind the relative anonymity of the internet. Mm-hmm. You feel you can say anything you want. Why don't you come on over? Let's have a beer or a cup of coffee. Then tell me to my face what you just told me. Yeah, no. Why don't you what just happened? come over, screw the beer, and screw the Kool-Aid, and screw the cigars, and just tell me what you really want to say, bro, and let's have a conversation. What's up? Let's do it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I think I, I think I spoke to you. I didn't let the face happen. No, it worked out good because it kind of backfired. I think I kind of I think I broke a oh, tooth doing oh. that. Oh, wow. So, Scotty, man, I'll tell you, we're at the end of the show. I don't even know if we got to where we wanted to go on this program, but where do we want to go? I can't remember, but we scratched the surface. (laughs) We're back, folks. Hey, thank you all so much for being here. Again, everybody that commented, that sent me emails, thank you a million times over. Uh, I super appreciate it. Audrey, thank you for convincing me not to delete that video. Um, We do this because we love you guys. We do this because we're a big family. We do this because we're united. And and no matter what the differences is, differences are within our belief systems, uh, we still accept you guys and you still accept us. And, and we appreciate the hell out of you guys for that. And it truly means a ton to myself and Mr. Frickin' Scotty Roberts. Absolutely, 100%. So website has been updated. Uh, and it's going to continue to get updated as we go. I put testimonials in. I added some little flair here and there. Streamingtalkradio.com. We freaking love you guys, man. We really do. Remember? Absolutely. Rule number one, folks. Do not take shit from nobody. Love the hell out of you guys. See you all tomorrow night. Good night, everybody. Good long and prosper.